0: Hello there, and welcome to the show. Now, I don't know about you, but I am only just recovering from the finale of The Block. The auctions were insane. Is this legit?
1: (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: Just shy of a million bucks you just made. Oh, my God. (laughs) They were absolutely crazy. Five houses sold in five very dramatic auctions.
0: And to answer Jimmy's question, yes, this is legit. (laughs) And today we're taking you behind the scenes with our special guests, Jimmy and Tam, winners of the block for 2020. Now, if you're new to the show, I'm interior stylist, Lauren Keenan.
2: And I'm Scott Keenan, and we're the co-founders of Lauren Keenan Home, our interior styling and design studio, which helps people all over Australia to create homes that they love.
0: Now, the five properties on the block sold for a combined value of $20 million. Wow. With a total profit for the contestants of $3.33 million.
2: Yeah, I know. It's crazy. But Jimmy and Tam were the ones who broke just about all of the records, selling their renovated 1950s property for more than $4.2 million, taking home a profit and prize money of over a million dollars.
0: So here's a quick recap of how it went down. I'm not sure my heart's going to take it, but let's have a listen. Good luck. Scotty
3: yes, mate. Opening better off at a start. 3.2.20,0 and $1. So I think I've gone a bit better here. 3.2. 3.2? I said 4.2. 4.2. Oh, 4.2. Yeah. What? what? <laughs>
1: $4.2 million. <laughs>
3: oh, gee, welcome to the bidding here. Are you joking? Whoa! <laughs> oh
1: my god! And for one dollar.
3: Okay, for me in two hundred and one. One dollar. Got it there. Uh, are you uh, For me two hundred thousand out a bid and one dollar a bid to look on now at four and two. Nine hundred and ten thousand oh, dollars. you are joking. What?
0: Oh. I do believe all our advocates are out at this point. Oh, yeah. Wow. I do believe our Zoom bidders are out at this point. And it's down to Danny and our mystery blonde there in the yard. Wow.
3: You can put 10000 Okay, 11200 Sorry? $10,256 on top of that bid. Danny, help me out, mate. What it? you think? So it's te- it's, it's 4.211,202. There it is. Bids in front, selling.
1: Is this legit? <laughs> mate, oh my God.
3: Just shy of a million bucks, oh. to just mate. Oh my God. <laughs> Four million? 15. 15 bit of 1.5, got it there. Oh, a is out there. Yeah. I, I think so. It's cheap. Danny reckons it's cheap. Sorry? It's really cheap. Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, Danny! If
0: Danny keeps going the and the bidding spot. keeps happening, this is the biggest block win we've
3: ever had.
2: God.
3: Just keep
1: those numbers coming,
3: Danny. You put whatever oh bid you
0: want.
3: About 2,450,000. That'd be a good bid, I think. Happy? Yeah. 4,250,000. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm out. 4 million? I'm out now. 4,250,000 a bit. I'm out. You sure? Hmm? Four two five six at two fifty six and bid, and four in front at four million two hundred fifty six thousand a bid. At four two five six, you're sure and done. At four million two hundred fifty six thousand a bid now. First, second, third time called for the junction here this afternoon. Done, more, finished, Danny. all silent. Danny. Done One before more. we go. One more. Four million two hundred fifty six thousand a bid now. Quickly, okay. quickly. Four million. Wow.
2: So that is what the auction sounded like. Now let's find out what it felt like to be in the hot seat with Jimmy and Tam, winners of The Block 2020, here on At Home with Lauren Keenan, your authority on home, lifestyle and interior design.
0: Cam, welcome to the podcast and congratulations on your record-breaking win on the block 2020. How are you feeling?
1: Oh, we are still it's still sinking in, it really is. Like we're still pinching ourselves that A, it's all over, and B, we've won a million dollars. It's
0: crazy. It's ridiculous. So is it a feeling of disbelief or happiness or like what's what's sort of the overarching feeling that you're sort of right now taking away with you? It's all of the above,
4: but it's it's a very overwhelming feeling. It really is, because it's it's so hard to comprehend. Like we've never seen that sort of money. So it's just it really is it's it we're so We're we're humbled that we were given the opportunity in the first place to actually be here and to to do what we've done and we're proud of ourselves. There's so many different emotions.
2: Yeah. And it's a hell of a journey because it started right back early in the year, didn't it? When you knew you were going to get on the show, you went to Melbourne, um, you got stuck into the build, and then coronavirus hit, and then you know the the rest of the year that followed, where you had to have a break and and, and finish the build, and then I think you've waited what four or five months now till the auctions. It just must be a it must have been a crazy year for you guys.
1: Yes, it's been a massive yes. roller coaster. Like that first shutdown was definitely the most mentally tough part of the the whole journey because yeah. you know we were pretty much told don't expect to come back to finish the build like yeah, it, a not. pandemic's hitting um thank you <laughs> a pandemic has hit and um you know we don't know what's going to happen with it like it could it could shut the whole of australia down for a long period of time so they pretty much just said to us um you know hopefully you'll get to come back to finish the build but prepare not to so that was that was tough
0: I bet. Did you get to use the time when you were away from the site to plan what you would do? Like, was it actually a good planning time and time for you to reflect on what you'd done and what you were going to be doing for the coming weeks? If you, like, once you knew you were coming back?
4: No, it was, it made it (laughs) like It really did. Because when, when you get stuck into it, we knew what track we were on. We, we, we mentally locked ourselves in and to get like taken away from it you second guess yourself. You you've got more time time to make errors. I, I think. And yeah, and you just
1: overthink. Like, I mean, overthink we we like had because we designed our kitchen in week two, and then in that lockdown we had because we had time to think, we had a big like freak out and like we're like trying to redesign it. And luckily mm. for us, it was too late. The kitchens yeah. were already manufactured, so the kitchen we got is the one we first designed. Um, and That's thankfully, so thankfully, it, it all worked out.
0: Well you guys sort of well to certainly the audience came across as some of the most organized decisive block contestants we've ever seen is that a really key factor in being successful on the show being organized and making decisions quickly
4: definitely definitely organization is so important it's yeah. imperative to this whole this whole challenge like yeah. you have to be organized and I think that's why we did do so well because we ran a tight ship the whole time. We knew what was going on at all times. Jimmy knows how to handle a construction site. He had that down pat. So all of our trades knew where they were meant to be. And because of COVID, everything, it was a whole different ball game. And we had to literally have a list. Like I had this huge big whiteboard that I wrote everything down on. So every trade had to know where they were going to be at what time because we were only allowed certain trades in certain areas. Yeah. So it was chaotic, but if you were organized, it made everything easier.
1: Yeah, and
2: with the block yeah, and
1: there's there's always something to do, like always. It doesn't matter what time of night or whatever you're thinking, there's there's never nothing to do, whether it be just cleaning or you know, preparing stuff for the next day or doing doing something. There's always something to do. You just always. you don't have time to sit around. Thank you, please. Stop.
2: And it's a great lesson for anybody doing a renovation. The the organisation and the effort that you put into being organised really paid off in the end because yeah. you were able to sail through. Is the wrong word, but you got comfortably to the end of each week, and I think you could see that in the way that your rooms were delivered.
4: Thank you. Yeah, yeah. and we were so so lucky that we had a really good builder. Our builder Jay was incredible. Incredible. We we got so lucky to have him and we owe a lot of this to him. He was amazing. But even our
1: even our whole team, like never once did we have to ask people to stay back or we never had to ask anyone to work harder mm. or drop their prices or anything like that. They all just gave us their best price and gave us a hundred and ten percent dedication into the build. Like having True. a team like that is priceless. You can't you can't you can't just build that, they come as a whole. Like, you just it's its such a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah,
2: you had good people around you. Did you enjoy the build? Was it fun?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was hard, the hardest yes. thing I've ever done in my life. Like, yeah. we, you know, you're going to bed average between some sort of midnight to 4 a.m., or sometimes oh. not at all. So, I mean, you, you, there's never an early night, and you're just going all day long, all night long. And you, but I mean. I guess the fear of failure just keeps you going. because yeah. You don't want to fail. And the harder you work through the whole week, the easier it makes the end of the week rather than just yeah. letting it all ball up and then go, oh, no, it's revealed tomorrow, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, you've just got to try and face everything out a little bit better as best you can anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, the workload sounds crazy. And the other thing that was crazy were the auctions. Yours was insane.
2: We could not believe it. We so just-
0: you had a reserve just under 3.3 million, and it started with a massive bid of around 900 no. above reserve. That must have been a huge shock. Did you know what was going on? No, no,
4: we had no idea. We no one knew because there was three other bidders saying different numbers at the same time. So we we had no idea what was going on, and no one heard what Danny had said. So then when. When he did say, No, I said 4.2, we were in one of the studios and you should have seen was the wild. executive producer <laughs> in the background. Everyone was looking around like, What is going what on? Just and happened? we were like, Is this a joke? Is something, what's happening here? Like, it, was- it
2: did have a little bit of that feel about it watching it back on television. Like, is this guy for real? Yeah. And it took a while for us to clock that he'd actually bid on and bought homes previously on the block. Yeah.
4: Yeah, he's an incredible man, Danny. He's he does so much for charities. He's he's just such a beautiful human, isn't he?
1: Yeah, and I mean, Danny, you know, he bought house one, two, and three, and he's donated uh, house three to uh, a charity called My Room uh, Child Cancer Foundation. And I mean, oh wow! So like that—that's for families that come to Melbourne for treatment. They've got somewhere to stay and in a block house. Like, that's just. It's
0: wonderful. It's amazing. Oh, you've just given me goosebumps. That's lovely. It really yeah.
2: is. It's so nice. Talk to us about then what happened. Uh, how long did your auction go for? Was it as quick as it was on television? Did it did it sort of get drawn out a little bit? Um, and, and what were the feelings that you were, was it just shock that whole time or was there a series of feelings that kind of welled up inside you during the course of that?
1: That was the auction. Was what the- you saw on TV was what it was. Yes. Was- it, it was, was that quick. It was and, over
4: before it started. It yeah, was so crazy. Yeah.
1: And, you know, the the feeling on that couch is just utter disbelief. Like yeah. you just, you, you know, we we came into the block just hoping to get enough money to um, get a, a deposit for a home loan. And now we've, we've come away with being able to buy a, a house complete without a mortgage. Like, I mean, it's,
0: and an amazing house with probably money to spare, which is fantastic yeah, yeah. as well. It's, yeah. It's
2: mind blowing. Yeah, have, we're so pleased for you.
0: Have you had you ever been involved in an auction before this weekend? No. No, you no, don't no, really no. know what to expect apart from seeing yeah. it, you know, no. on TV. We just want every
1: auction to be like that now. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and of course you got to decide the auction order as well. That must have been pretty stressful. But it worked out well for everybody.
1: It did work out perfectly because our, our goal in deciding that auction order was to make sure Everyone across the block made really good money and, and were happy with how it all turned out, and it worked out perfectly.
2: I was surprised how analytical you were about sort of deciding that order, and you'd really thought through um, how you might get a good result for everybody. What was um, the reaction of your you know fellow contestants? Well,
4: we don't really know. Like we've watched the... It back that episode, we don't really know though. They don't really tell you too many details about how they're feeling. Excuse me. Um, they don't tell you how they're feeling. They don't give you too much into it. So no. we didn't really know, but we we know that we were talking to, we spoke to our real estate, we spoke to other people's real estate. Obviously, Shelley had her input, and everyone was saying the same thing. So we knew that that was going to be the best outcome for everybody. And we just
1: had to have faith that it was going to work. Yeah, it was super. Yeah, hard. when we when you're holding you're holding everyone's outcome in the palm of your hand. Yeah. Like you know, one one false move and it could have ruined the whole auction. Yeah. Right? So I mean, we're just so glad that it turned out the way it did, and everyone got rewarded for all the work that they put in. Mm-hmm.
0: And when Luke and Jasmine went first and they made that massive profit, Scott and I were thinking, oh, there's no way anybody can beat these guys now. It's just too much. And then along come you guys and just smash it out of the park.
1: Yeah, we thought that when we were watching, we were like, they've got this. That's in the bag. We're going to struggle to beat that, which is, Mm. and then very next option, boom.
0: Well, your buyer must have really, really, really loved your home. She's a twenty-eight-year-old cybersecurity specialist. Yeah. Paid uh, four point two five six million, which was eye-watering. So I'm sure she's going to love that when she gets to move in.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. they were actually they came and watched last night's episode with us here.
0: Oh, wow! Amazing.
1: Yeah, came and watched the auction back, which was such a great. It great was thing. very
4: emotional. We all cried together. It was. It was so. It was really beautiful because they they're invested in this house just as much as us. So obviously it's theirs now, but they they've seen the journey that we've been on. They've seen what we went through to to make this home. And they're the perfect buyers that we could have
1: ever imagined. Yeah.
2: What what did they tell you was the connection that they had with your home? What was it that made them want to buy it so passionately?
1: Well, I think they 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 watched the show and fell in love with us as people as well as everything we've done with the home. So um, Anise, she rocked up on Friday afternoon at 1.30pm and the registration for auctions closed at 2pm. So, wow. okay, so she came through and I, I took her through the house and every feature I showed her, she was like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Like she knew the house back to <laughs> front and was absolutely in love with the whole thing. And um, I think just seeing it in person just really sealed the deal for her and yeah. she was going to do anything to get it. Yeah.
4: But she also said that this house, it's a its a one-off house. You can't go on Domain and see any other house like this. Like it's, it's very unique. It's very different. And she loved that it was so unique. So that was the whole season. That was something that was obviously narrowing our market down but in the end it paid off for us so we were we were very lucky so taking that risk was worth it
0: so let's then talk a bit about this amazing house that you created you got first pick of the houses this year this year you picked house five what was it that drew you to that house was it an architectural style that you already loved and you knew you could do something amazing with what what got you over the line for house five
1: well, it, it was the architecture as well because you stand at the front of the block and our house is the only one that's different to the other houses. They're all double gable front frontages and ours is the double skewing frontage, which, you know, we are we knew our design was going to be different to everyone else's. So seeing that straight off the bat was, you know, really positive. And then because we were first to arrive to the block, this was the house we walked through first and I could, and from a construction point of view, I could see that, you um, the house itself was in great condition, and there was a lot of new work done to it. And the yeah. the work we were going to have to put into it was was made, you know, a, a little bit easier because of that, yeah. you know. And we still had a lot of work to do. Don't you get me wrong; we still
0: had to yeah. cut in all the windows. No, you could see that for sure. <laughs> and, you know, the
1: doors and, and all that sort of stuff, but just the, and I could see through the construction of, through the old house. You can see how high the ceilings were. Like I mean. Yeah our master bedroom ceiling is 5.5 metres high. So, I mean, it's, you know, when you can see that you know, you just, that's what sells properties in the luxury market. Like that sort of height is, is, um, and none of the other houses you can really see that too much at the time.
2: The style was very, very different, as you said, in terms of the architecture, but then also the way you interpreted um, the architecture into the interiors. Did you have any knowledge of 1950s homes before you came to the block or how you might interpret a home that way?
4: No, I had no idea. I um, I, I knew that I was going to be more like this era. I love this era and I knew that I was going to feel comfortable with it, but um I don't, my house at home has no colour, it's quite neutral palette, like it's very different to what this home is and um, yeah, once once we started creating it, I just found that each week I I just knew how to create that room. I'd always start with like the graphical wallpaper and pull my colour in from that and um, I knew that I wanted to go quite bright because there was a few colours that were really iconic in the 50s and Yeah, it just grew organically through the process and it worked out really well. Well,
0: you certainly did look like you knew exactly what you were doing, Tam, with the styling. Mm -hmm. And it was really fantastic to see some colour in in the rooms, like you said, because it's it's something that people shy away from sometimes. Which room did you guys love the most when you completed? Which one would you pick up and take home? Mine's the master suite, the
1: entire entire of the master suite, that walk-in robe. Once we fixed that and, like, literally doubled the size of the walking robe and that, that beautiful pink bathroom, I mean, it's the skylights, the fireplace, the, everything awesome. in that room is just in that whole suite. It's just perfect. It it is wouldn't, is it's terrible. just such a luxurious suite that, you know, you, you, that's what you want in this price point of a house.
0: What
2: about you, Tim? The kitchen. Yeah, the
0: kitchen. yeah. The kitchen. Sell houses.
1: <laughs>
2: Gagganow. Yeah. Gagganow.
4: Yeah,
1: oh especially two hundred thousand dollars kitchens.
4: It's it's so <laughs> incredible. It's so incredible. It's so functional. It's brilliant. It really is. I love it.
2: Yep. Love yeah, it. and it's not. It's not just. It's not just the appliances, though, is it? I think right. you've put together something that looks particularly different. Yeah. Um, and 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 it really, it really suits the house. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 And just going back to our buyer, one of the best things that has come out of her buying this house. This is just it's very it was very controversial during the season about us not having a dining room table. She wants the dining room table gone. So the first oh. thing we're doing when they move in is dining room table's gone. So yeah. that's
0: How funny.
2: A,
1: wow. A, a for us for making that choice.
0: Yep. You you should drop Shayna and, and Darren and Neil a note, and let them know. Yeah
1: because
2: that was really controversial during the uh the build um the fact that you didn't include a dining table in your in your living space it was it's not a huge living space is it and that was a decision you took because you had i guess had a a big kitchen with a with an eating area there
1: yeah yeah and i mean the now that we've we've we have put a four-seater dining table in and you could easily fit a six-seater in there but we just at the time you know Unfortunately, the beast of the block is the judges can't see your forward thinking. So with that dining room table there, we've got three dining spaces in about a three square metre area, you know, or 10 square metre area, you know what I mean? So it just, it looks a bit funny having that many dining spaces. So I think the idea of making this space just one large living area, I think is is more appealing or we think is more appealing than having a small dining room table when, you know, we, we all know most people don't sit at a dining room table.
2: Yeah, that's right. TV dinners are all the rage these days, aren't they, especially during lockdowns. Um, and what about on materials? I know colour, Lauren talked a lot about colour, but your use of things like brickwork through the um, in the fireplaces in particular through the the bedroom and then in the living space, I think also really helped to tie in that the look of that era and gave it a bit more um, texture than some of the other homes?
4: Yeah, we, we tried really hard to, to do different things and the PGH bricks – were incredible. We were really lucky. the um, The paneling that we use in the entrance with the quarter timber. We wanted to. We wanted to have some texture and character in this place, and it's those those features that do make it stand out so much and set us apart from everyone else because they're just they make it more luxurious. They really do.
2: And you know, uh, you said that you wanted to fly under the radar. Um, during the show, and I think you made that point in the last episode. But we know that you ended up being front runners throughout the whole show. I want to know: did that extra pressure that you know that you will have felt continuing to win and winning money that helped you then you know invest in your rooms? You know, did, did that create extra pressure to to, to keep winning? Um, and did it make it harder? Do you think?
1: Um, no, I wouldn't say it created extra pressure to keep winning. If anything we we pressured ourselves to keep winning, but there was there was never any pressure from anyone else to keep winning. I think there was more pressure from the other contestants to stop winning. Yeah. So, I mean it was it's one of those things like because we were because we were winning and, and we, we did get confidence from, from what we were doing, we were putting more into the rooms and, and trying you know, we started taking more risks and some paid off, some didn't. I mean, you know, Scotty Scotty likes to do this thing all the time on when we we're doing our walkthrough, saying, So you guys went win, win, win last, win, win, win last. You're just like, <laughs>
0: so, I mean, we, just we rub it in a bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, we definitely didn't go through this competition unscathed. Like, we copped some pretty, pretty hard criticism on some of the uh, decisions we made throughout the house. Yeah.
0: And, and last question, and I, I know you said that you wanted, you know, are planning on buying your own home with some of your winnings that you've picked up this weekend. What would your dream house look like? Is it going to be a lot like what you did on the block, or is it going to be different?
1: It's the barn. Yeah, our, our Lego barn,
4: our off-grid barn.
1: <laughs> that's a legitimate amazing for yep. us. So
2: that's so. Awesome. So just to explain. So for our listeners, so this was um, one of the challenges where you had to you had five hours to build what your dream home would look like using Lego. Explain yep. to us what it looked like.
1: Yeah, so we we went with the classical American looking barn. Uh, there was two reasons we did that. Strategically, we knew people building their dream homes weren't going to use a lot of red. So we knew that we'd get the majority of the red.
0: You guys are smart. Uh, You're so clever. smart.
2: Very yeah. clever.
1: Red Lego. Greens. So that was one of the strategics. But then just the barn has always been a dream of ours, like having yeah. a big American-style barn with a loft and, like, you know, just big open space that you can, you know, entertain Spiral staircase. Yes, yeah, spiral staircase, big fireplace. Maybe even like a big moose head hanging on the fireplace or something. <laughs> just, just that is, is our dream. And off the grid is a big part of it as well. Like, you know, having battery systems and, you know, treatment plants and just being self-sufficient, and not, not relying on any, anyone to, you know, live, I guess.
0: Well, it sounds amazing, guys. Uh, you were excellent competitors this year. We love watching you and we wish you all the very best of luck for what comes next.
1: Thank, Thank you. you
0: so much. For you. It was really great talking with Jimmy and Tam and just like George and Sarah who we spoke to last week, they were really down to earth and we wish them all the best.
2: Absolutely. They've got a great future ahead of them. They put in so much hard work and they deserve everything that they got.
0: Yeah, so Sarah and George, our other friend from the block, were a big hit on last night's episode and we're really happy for them as well and all the other contestants selling those homes in a really challenging Melbourne market after the lockdowns
2: they've all been through this year. Yeah, they must have been worried wondering whether they were actually going to sell at auction or whether they might have to be sold afterwards because of how everything's been down there this year.
0: Exactly. It was a fear of the unknown, but they need not have been worried. <laughs>
2: Absolutely not. Well done to them all. And that is it for The Block in 2020. And if you're big fans of the show like we are, don't worry, it will be back in 2021 and they are still accepting applications for next year if you're keen. Now keep your questions coming in for our special mailbag episodes over the summer break. We're going to have a few episodes answering your questions on interior styling and design. It could be anything really from the best colours to use in your home, design trends or practical advice on an issue that you might be having at home like a layout issue or maybe you just want to work out how to make the most of your spaces. So get your questions in for Lauren now. Head to the contact page at laurenkeenan.com.au and Lauren, are you ready to answer them?
0: I sure am, I can't wait Hit, throw them at me <laughs> And while you're there, look, sign up for the lovely list, a curated list of recommendations from me and some of the things that inspire me and my work as an interior stylist sent to you every month.
2: Now, if you're new to the show, we drop episodes at 8am on Saturday mornings every couple of weeks or so to get you inspired around the home on the weekend. Make sure to tell your friends and family too. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts and you want to give us a helping hand, the best way to support us is to rate the show and leave a review. It only takes about 60 seconds or so and it'd be a really big help for us so that more people can find the show.
0: And I do love creating this show for you but as you know, my main gig is as an interior stylist helping people all over Australia create homes that they love. So if you need help updating a few rooms or even tackling a whole renovation like they did on the block get in touch and let's put together a design that suits you and your family. And I guarantee that I will save you time and money by helping you make smart decisions on style and budget.
2: That's so important, isn't it? It
0: sure is. So let's get started with a consultation at your home or online. Hit me up on the contact page at laurenkeenan.com.au. That
2: is it for the show today. Thank you for listening and well done to everybody on the block.
0: Can't wait for 2021.
2: Me too. If it's anything like this year's show, it's going to be pretty fantastic. Uh, In the meantime, we'll catch you on the next episode of At Home with Lauren Keenan, your authority on home, lifestyle, and interior design.